This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called MP Local. Hey, 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 this is Jason Cass, and welcome to MP Local Podcast, where we want you to know that we are here for you, and I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And you are not alone. Hey, Scott, it has been a fantastic time. We've been away. The the local listeners don't necessarily know, um, but we've been away. We've been missing you. Um, We try to do a couple of these as we do them and get them out. So I know we've heard from some people who have said, hey, Jason, um, how often do these come out? Right now, we're coming out with a schedule of every other Tuesday. So stay tuned to those. I know we wish you could give you more, but right now I'm an agency owner who's helping a lot of people like yourself with nonprofits. Scott is the executive director of a good size foundation down in Tennessee. So we do have other jobs, but we do want you to know that here you're not alone and we're here to help you. Scott, how you been, buddy? Just fine. Just fine. Yeah, I'm excited for today. Yeah, today we want to keep this theme of uh, it's a new year going. I think uh, we should revel in that, even though it's in the doldrums of winter here, to revel in the fact that it's a new year. Thank God. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's You're exactly right. And uh, today, so all you local listeners know, it is January 18th of 2021. I don't know when you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this and the year is 2047. I don't know if our stuff is as relevant <laughs> But if it is, that's how futuristic and great we are, Scott. So, Scott, dude, today set us up for where we're going to go continuing on with this new year, buddy. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I put an article out, um, started a blog. I think I'm a better talker uh, than uh, being reliable. I love people blogs. who execute ideas, and that's what you did. <laughs> so the, so this article that I put out, uh, you can find it at scottnearman.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-N-I-E-R-M-A-N-N.com. And uh, just go to the resources page and you'll see this article, Goals and Resolutions. Um, And, you know, I was just reflecting, Jason, on um, some things I had learned about goal setting a long time ago. I was a career coach at Indiana University's Kelly School of Business for a short time. And they were instilling, I was as a graduate student, um, uh, we were coaching these uh, undergraduate business students. And so here I'm a nonprofit guy, public administration guy, but I was coaching these business students and uh, many of them had no uh, understanding of how to put a resume together. Uh, I remember working with one young man who the only job he had ever had was filling divots on a golf course. And so we pulled as much leadership and teamwork out of those divot holes as we possibly could. And we put that in the resume without embellishing, uh, helped him put together his first resume. And one of the things that we learned that we talked about after we did some of those basic things was about SMART goals. And uh, I've got some articles linked throughout my blog that I think are helpful for all of us and all of us to revisit, even if we've done it before and haven't thought about it for a while. Because the reality, uh, according to uh, many articles out there online, uh, but a, a Forbes article not too long ago, that uh, they say that research shows that 25% of us, one in four people, 
make it to February with our New Year's resolutions. Isn't that just amazing? I know. I think it's pitiful. <laughs> it is. It's not surprising because we've all had our own. You know what I mean? And so then by the time we get to Christmas, we have uh, a whopping 8% of us have met our goals for the year, which is also pretty pitiful. It is. Right? It is. So why is that? And and so I was, I was kind of reflecting on this and, um, you know, wanting to help folks, whether they're, they're beginning, uh, like those undergrad students that I assisted or, uh, whether it's somebody like us that are just kind of reevaluating, retooling, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whether it's relational, um, however we want to improve for the year, how can we increase our chances of actually meeting those goals? I agree. What you so, got? So one of the first things uh, that's strongly recommended is, um, first of all, to, to realize that change takes place over time, right? Changes in finances, changes in health, improvements to relationships, whatever you want to change about yourself. Um, you know, these things take place over time. And these are often the things that are uh, the folks are uh, seeking to uh, to make a resolution about every January. Right. <clears throat> I want to improve my finances. I want to get out of debt. I want to get back in shape. And none of that happens overnight. And so one of the things that is helpful is to think of in terms of, of cultivating a garden, right? And so I talk about that in the article. And one of the things that, that we do is we prepare and we, we have this hopeful beginning, um, but we have to be prepared uh, for the, the twists and turns that this year is going to bring. And, you know, as strange as 2020 was, we know that 2021 is going to certainly uh, bring some twists and turns. So how can we improve the likelihood of... Uh, of meeting goals and the first so let me well hold on just a second just here. a second because you're taking all you're throwing all the meat in here okay this is already meaty juicy succulent podcasting okay and these executive directors are hearing this so one of the things before you go into your one two three okay because this is practical and and right. this is why we're here for you executive directors okay local listeners this is why we're here for you because we just don't want to be in the clouds we want to give you practicality I'm more in the clouds because I don't work in a nonprofit every day, right? But but Scott does. So before we get onto the practicality, let me talk about four reasons why, one reason actually, broke into four parts of why we do not meet our goals. So I am very big into this lately, um, Scott. And for all you local listeners, complete transparency, Scott and I don't arrange what we're going to talk about. He usually makes the, the, the uh, outline, sends it to me a couple days before I review it. Now, he sent it to me a little late because him and Scott, for all, um, once again, transparency, him and his family have been under the weather. Um, so I'm glad that you're better now. But there was something that as you're talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been talking about. Discipline. Discipline is the reason why we don't meet our goals. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Jason, that's true. What does that mean? There's only four types of discipline that happen in any business out there, whether it is a for-profit or a non-profit. There's four types of discipline. First piece of discipline, and I think you're going to be surprised by this, is called self-accountability. Self-accountability is a form of discipline where you are going to hold yourself accountable for your goals, whatever it is. It's the worst type of discipline there is. The second piece of discipline is called accountability, where you have accountability to somebody else. 
It's a very, very strong discipline. It's a very strong discipline. You should try to execute that as much as possible. What does that mean? Maybe there's other executive directors who have similar goals. Are you guys talking to each other once a week, twice a week, once a month? Sure. It's probably every quarter, every half a year. No, make that more, make that accountability. Number three, which most people don't associate to be a form of discipline, technology. Technology is a form of discipline because it allows you to do the things that you need to do every day consistently, like wake your ass up at 4.30 in the morning so you go to the gym, right? Creating the emails that you want to send to your board members, but you want to make sure that you do it in a timely fashion all the time where it's relevant. Technology can help you do that. Technology can help you stay focused as a discipline as your business and for your personal goals. Number four, outsourcing. There's a lot of stuff that businesses and nonprofits are doing that they should not be doing, but they've convinced ourselves that number one, no one can do it as good as us, or number two, we don't have the finances, or number three, we don't have the processes in place to be able to put it in action. These are four pieces of discipline. I want you to really, really think about it. Self-accountability, accountability with somebody else, technology, and outsourcing. Those are the four pieces of discipline that if you instruct those and as you listen to the next 10 minutes of what we say, especially what Scott is getting ready to go through here, you can start to see, okay, if I do that, which form of discipline should I use? And that will help you become more accountable. Those 8, 10, 12% of those people, whether they know it or not, it's what they're doing, Scott. So I, I hope, does that make sense, what I say? Well, absolutely. And that's one of the things that, that this article talks about, because so many people don't meet goals because they keep them to themselves. They yep. don't write them down. Yep. And they are not smart. That, that's, and, and we're not being rude. That's just realistic. Well, let me tell you what a smart goal is. Uh, many people have heard of this. And, and just for those of you, uh, let me remind you, a SMART goal, that's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. SMART okay. means you're spe they're specific. Uh, make your goals specific. Love uh, that. Make them narrow enough that you can actually plan for them. And then there's measurable. How? Wow. What evidence shows that uh, you're making progress? How do you know that you're getting there? If you can't measure it, it's not real. Absolutely. In, inside our business, we like to compare metrics. And sometimes you'll ask another business owner what their metric is, and they'll just spit off a number. And I'll say, well, what report do you run to get that metric? Uh, well, you know, uh, you no, know, that's not a true number. If you can't measure it, it's not real. Go ahead. And then a goal needs to be attainable. A is attainable. Ah, good one. Let's make sure it's reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that it's, that it's not only actionable, but it's attainable. It's possible to do within the time frame we're talking about. And one of the things I said in the article is, you know, some of the goals that we set for ourselves are done in a few weeks or months and others are done. Uh, in more than 12 months. And so, mm -hmm. it, you know, for those of you who are discouraged, you're finding the same goal on your resolution list uh, every year. Um, well, A, let's get smarter about about how we set those metrics and how we keep ourselves accountable. But then secondly, realize that it may be one of those goals that takes more time than that 12 month period. Very true, dude. Very true. Very, very true. The R in SMART is for relevant. Um, do these goals align with your long term purpose? And that's I actually like that. where I want to go next because, you know, purpose is, is, is kind of a precursor to setting these goals. But the T then is time-based. Um, so a time-based goal means you have an end date. You have a timetable uh, that the goal is attainable and, and realistic. 
so that you know uh, when you've arrived, not just by a measure or a metric, but also, you know, it's got a date that you're striving towards because what you do is you work backwards from that date, right? right. You work mm-hmm. backwards from that target, mm-hmm. that metric, whatever it is. How do we get from A to B? Local listeners, if you didn't hear that, it's very important what Scott just said here. You're working backwards. A lot of you that have not taken um, classes in goal setting don't understand that. So when we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for 2021, we're predicting growth and then working our way backwards towards January as to what we have to do to get there. Very, very important that you say there. So SMART is is, uh, specific. Then we've got measurable. A is obtainable. T is timetable and R's relevant. Oh, re- relevant. I forgot that one. Smart. And then, and then T is timetable. Okay. I like that. I like that. I never heard you say that. So that's good. So this is what we taught uh, the undergrad students at that business school uh, was how to set some smart goals. And for them, this was short term, right? This is getting done with college and this is getting the first job. Um, building the resume in the midst of that, taking an internship in the summer, whatever the case was. And, and it, it, I think it's a little bit easier at that stage of life, Jason, to set those goals. So um, when you are getting uh, toward midlife, as we are, uh, then you, um, you know, you got to, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, I'm there. I am at midlife. Okay. So just our, FYI. Our hairline shows it, both of us. <laughs> so the, uh, so I think reflection, I said, is kind of a precursor. And so one of the books that everybody's heard of, Seven Ooh. Highlights, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Love Covey. It. Uh, one of the things that he talks about is that intersection of knowledge. You know, what do we know uh, from our uh, education, from our experience, um, maybe innately? Uh, what kind of skills do we have? What are we naturally gifted at? And what is our desire? Um, what do we want to do? And as a person of faith, I believe, you know, those desires are placed in us as part of our being created that we mm-hmm. have um, a purpose, right? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the idea I think that Covey subscribes to is that whatever we're naturally gifted at, that we have a knack for, we have some skills for that, um, that we have taken the time to be educated in. You know, you can read three books on one subject and just about call yourself an expert, Jason. There's a lot Uh of people out there that do that. And so um, another exercise then that is on my uh, website is called the- Do you know why, do you know why three people, do you know when someone reads three books and they call themselves an expert, why they're legitimate? Because most people don't read any books. Well, in three books on the same subject, theoretically is going to cover it three different angles and that's as much as anybody learns. Most people just go to Google. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's reason for that. Well, that's what I did, you know, for my article, right? I'm, I wanted to cite the research and I had to find the research and a quick Google search will yield these things fairly quickly, but I knew what I was looking for from past training. Um, but the wheel of your life exercise, uh, something that I had done myself just a few years ago, I strongly recommend, especially if you find yourself at a crossroads, if you find yourself um, finding life out of balance, but you are not quite sure why or how to place it, click on the wheel of your life exercise. And I've got a downloadable PDF out there that you can use. And what this is, is exactly a wheel. If you picture a wagon wheel with the spokes uh, crisscrossing in the center, um, and you see that that, the pieces of that pie or of that wheel are 
kind of triangular and, and you can subdivide this, you can simplify this however you want and there's some instructions there. But the idea is to think about every aspect of your life, the, the personal, the relational, um, there's a whole section for your significant other, you know, because that's such a huge part of our lives. Um, career, uh, how you're doing with your finances, your health, the same things that we all set resolutions on. Um, mm-hmm. Anything to do with your children or your family or fun, leisure. And so as you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, you find out whether that wheel is actually round. Is this a wheel that I really want to put on my life, on my wagon? Mm-hmm. Because if it's out of whack, which, you know, the most well-rounded of people get their wheel out of whack from time Absolutely. to time. Uh, and that makes for a bumpy ride through life, right? So it will help you prioritize what goals you're going to set. So knowing yourself, as Socrates says, know thyself um, and going through this exercise and thinking about those things that you're naturally gifted at, you know, pick up a Covey book. Probably any Covey book addresses this in the beginning. They're, they're very reflective um and realize as i said that when we fall short you know how do we maintain that grit uh first of all it's a mindset shift these things are not one and done you don't Mm -hmm. have a wonderful marriage on day two of your marriage you might think you do because you're still on the honeymoon it's actually pretty good i mean (laughs) day two i've been married over 20 years bro it's pretty good on that type no i'm joking i know what you're saying but uh so here's what's important. I want to add to this. I love this. I love this circle. And please go to his website and see this. He's got this all broken out and stuff like that. And it looks like a wagon wheel. And he talked about the crossroads. And I just want to remind all you local listeners, he's not talking about bone thunks and harmony. That Not that crossroads. Okay. This is the crossroads that really makes up your life. And I just want you guys to know as executive directors, Scott's such a geek. He doesn't even know what I mean when I say the crossroads, bone thunks, bone Bones, Thugs, and Harmony. I'm just saying that's how much of a geek he is because he's dedicated. I can Google it. <laughs> yeah, don't see now. Now, Scott, you're not making yourself sound any better. So, so here's the great thing I want to end with, though, is is I like this wagon wheel, and thank you very much for being a local listener. But what's important is, as I see this, and this is the way my brain works, is that if you're, you go across any midwestern town. Um, or state, I should say, and you travel along their interstate system, and not so much the intrastate, but the interstate of the local state uh, of the state highways, you'll notice that a lot of the towns are around seven to 10 miles apart. And it's really kind of crazy because you'll drive out of one and you drive into another. And the reason is, from what we've been told, is that um, wagon wheels only lasted about seven to 10 miles. Now, it didn't mean that the wagon wheel completely broke. It means that you needed to get it looked at every seven to 10 miles. And how co- how much in coincidence is this, right? You've got this wagon wheel. It's perfect. It's what you think today. But as you start going through the years, you're starting to realize, am I at that seven or eight mi- mile mark that I need to stop, reconstruct this wagon wheel and go forward? There's things throughout all of life that we can apply to business that say, if that worked then, that could probably work for us now. Wrapping this up, Scott, what would you like to say? Two things. I think you you addressed it at the very beginning, um, and I talk about it in the article. How do we get those goals up? Aside from them being smart goals and doing some reflection, how do we actually – Uh, how do we actually get them to where we are achieving more of them? And the research shows there's a a psychologist, Dr. Gail Matthews. um, She talks about when you set SMART goals and you write them down, your odds for success, and and then you communicate them to somebody who cares about you. Accountability. 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 Then you are 
you can achieve a low of 43% of those goals or as much as 76% of those Come goals. Come on, what, 8% to that. That's right. That's right. Just and by so, doing those things. Accountability. And this is why people hire a leadership coach, Jason. It's because they need that check-in. They need that Come sounding on. board. Don't we Come all? Come on. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I've found over the years is that my wife should not have to be that sounding board all the time. She, she may not. True. It's true. She may not be the, the one that's the best for me to bounce certain things off of. And so, you know, this is why folks have uh, a leadership coach when it's especially of a professional nature. You know, I'm not a psychologist. This is not something that you get into when you when you re- actually need a, a counselor. Uh, but but it's somewhere between counseling and and consulting. Right. It's, totally. it's this this amalgamous area that is um, that is a sounding board and accountability partner, and so uh, that's why I do that. I'm happy to help nonprofit leaders uh, anywhere in the country. Technology allows that to happen, as you pointed out, and um, you know, just want to en- encourage folks. Lastly, that um, it will take time. That in order to ensure a healthy mindset, you got to keep fear out of that mindset. And so we mm-hmm. talked last episode about a poverty mindset. And I think one of those things that goes with that is a, is a fear. And so uh, just encourage everybody, despite what 2021 may have ahead to not be, um, not be afraid of what's around the corner. And, and and you you know, you can't control everything. So uh, control what you can make progress where you can, and let's get that wheel in your life uh, round and and running smoothly. I really agree. And I greatly appreciate your time. And there's so much, you know, there's so much local listeners that there's that things that you can learn. Um, And he's so true. It's we have consultants on this side of the business that I pay good money to. And we have a consultant right now that we're paying around 8,500 who's going to start some training for us for three months. And that's more training. But what's great is, is that she has ongoing training over the next three, six, nine, 12 months that's holding them accountable. Understanding disciplines, as I said to you, helps us know that there's certain things that we can do, right? And one of the ways that she holds us also accountable is she gives us an online course that we can study and teach ourselves. That's a way to hold yourself accountable. If your goal is is to make it through this course, it's technology that's gonna help you keep doing that. And I don't care if it's writing one letter a a week to a board member and thanking them. That's a goal, right? And those are obtainable goals. That's something you can look back and say, wow, it's been it's been eight weeks and I've sent out eight letters, right? And that motivates you for those other ones. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much for, for, for putting this together for these local listeners. Scott, I'm glad that I have you as a co-host. Thank you. Appreciate you and appreciate all of our listeners out there. Uh, yeah, we do what we do because we do it for you. We want you to know that at MP Local Podcast, your local community is who you serve. And the best way to do it is to learn from other people. And that's why we created this podcast. And this has been Jason Cass with MP Local Podcast, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I'm Jason Cass. I'm Scott Nearman. And we are 